0: welcome back to the Multicultural Student Union podcast, where we strive to make our voices heard and talk about issues affecting our students. This week's episode is centered on motivation and the importance it has on our success in college. From last week's episode, we learned the impact COVID has created for our students. We understand that you're not only a student, but you can also be a worker, a son, a daughter, a sibling, a friend, a partner, and so much more. But you're not in this alone. Together, we can help motivate each other to success. And although school can get challenging, nothing is impossible. Yeah, getting unmotivated can be easy, but I know you're not going to give up everything you have worked so hard for. And if no one has said this to you this week, I am proud of you. I'm proud of how far you have gotten and how far you will go. Albert Einstein once said, A person who never made a mistake, never tried anything new. So go out there, make mistakes, and get back up from them. They will only make you stronger. And it is okay to mess up in school. It's okay because you will learn from it and you will become a stronger individual. Our first speaker is Laura Ellingson Sayen, who is a current professor at WU that focuses on motivational theory. Here's what she had to share with us. Uh, well, thank you so much for meeting with me today and being part of the Multicultural Students' Union podcast. Uh, could you please start by telling me a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure.
1: So uh, my name is Laura Ellingson Sayan, and I am an assistant professor here. This is just my second year on campus, but I've been a professor for a while. So I was at Iowa State before this, um, which is a much bigger university. And um, I really like teaching and getting enough of that there. And so I I decided to come here where teaching seems like it's a kind of a bigger deal. Um, Let's see, I'm from Tacoma. And so just up the road. So being out here in the dreary, foggy gray that we have today feels really normal. And I'm kind of nice. I have a family. So I'm married and I have two little kids, um, ages two and four, two little girls. And I don't know. Let's see. I'm a distance runner. really like hiking and and camping and things like that. And so, yeah, the Pacific Northwest feels right at home.
0: (laughs) Yes, you sure are right at home. Definitely a lot of outdoors activities here in Oregon um what do you hope to gain out of this year
1: so this is a funny year right um last year was pretty hard and in lots and lots of different ways and so this year i'm sort of hoping that that i am able to climb out of that a little bit along with everybody else um i feel like we learned a lot last year so i was home um working full time also having my two kids home full time because daycare shut for us Um, Well, my husband was also working full time um, and for a a good chunk of time, my mom was actually living with us. And so last year was a lot of togetherness. Um, We learned, I think, a lot about being a family, which is good. Um, And so I'm hoping not to lose that as we sort of reemerge from this and keep the good parts of that and also sort of be able to re-engage with life. Um, be able to hug people and see people and um, see students for real in the classroom instead of just seeing you guys on the screen. Um, So, yeah, looking very much forward to reengaging with life, but not losing some of the really positive things that I think came out of this horrible time.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely think that 2020 was a hard year for everyone, but we did learn a lot how to communicate better um, yeah. through like emails, text messages, calling as well, and how to um, be grateful for what you have. I definitely learned that a lot in 2020. I was grateful for being alive in general. And that's something that I didn't even consider before. I was like, oh, well, I'm just living my life. Yeah, right. But you don't realize that any day, any second, you, uh-huh. you just lose your life. And so I definitely learned that a lot and I'm grateful to be here and I'm grateful to be attending Western. So yeah, I'm hoping for a better year as well. Um, so yeah. I know that you focus on motivational theory. Um, uh-huh. Could you tell me a little bit more about what is motivational theory? Sure, so there isn't really one motivational theory. There's lots and lots of theories
1: of motivation. And really, so I do a lot of work in behavior change both research and then that's a lot of what I teach here at Western. And so motivation theory is really just trying to figure out why people do what they do and how can we get people to do the things maybe that they should do. And so a lot of that is really understanding where people are coming from. And so, you know, there's theories about um, probably Maslow's hierarchy is the um, biggest one. Maybe you've heard about it. It's talked about in lots of classes where, you know, you have your basic needs like, food and water and shelter and if those aren't satisfied then that's what you're motivated by and once those are satisfied then you can be motivated by you know, other things all the way up to the idea of self-actualization where you're motivated sort of to be your best self and to rise to your potential um, one of the theories that i talk about in a couple of my classes is self-determination theory and in that theory they talk about three basic needs So your need to feel autonomous, so you're in control of your own life. Um, You need to feel competent so that, like, you're good at stuff. Um, We all want to feel that way. And then your need to feel related, um, feel close to people around you, feel supported by people, feel like you're kind of not just out there in the world. And so um, when we think about behavior change in populations um, where some of those basic needs are already met, I think that fits really well to try and understand, you know, why are people doing what they're doing and then how can we help them meet those needs through maybe some healthier behaviors? So there's the idea of like intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation um, being motivated for internal reasons versus external reasons. And the idea with that theory is to try and get people to be internally motivated as opposed to, you know, some sort of person or thing outside that's driving what they do.
0: So I know that as a student, it was a little difficult last year to stay motivated with everything being virtually now. Um, Why do you think it's important for students to stay motivated throughout the year? Um,
1: I think that if you want to continue in school, if if being in school is part of your goal, um, you're right. Stay motivated is is really important and it's really hard right now. Um, People feel really disconnected. Um, some people are home with their families. Some people are home with roommates. Some people are all by themselves. And um, when you feel like, you know, maybe your professor doesn't know who you are and has never seen you, um, it can be really challenging. And I think the um, the way that works for lots of students is just to remember where you want to get to. And that every day you wake up in the morning and you have the opportunity to make choices. And um, if you want to if you're able to to choose to work towards your ultimate goals of, you know, whatever, grad school or job post-college, um, you know, whatever why, why you're here, um, that's a really good motivator. And I think we forget that sometimes. Yeah. It's really easy in, like, life to get bogged down by other stuff and forget, like, why does it matter if I get a decent grade in this class?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like staying motivated for me was very difficult last last term in general um and i think something that helped me a lot was um positive affirmations just continuing to remind myself um what my goals were and where i was trying to um what i was trying to finish and i feel like that really helped me because even though i didn't really believe in it i was just reminding myself what i wanted to get done and that just kept me going to work towards my goals so i feel like that really helped me particularly
1: yeah. Um, I think too, for a lot of students, we lost our structure, right? Like, you know, you could go to bed whenever you wanted, you could get up whenever you wanted. Cause you could kind of do classes whenever you wanted. And, um, when you lose that, a lot of things kind of just fall apart. Um, people quit exercising, people quit eating healthy, um, lots of food delivered and, you know, lots of video games or um, Netflix and things that, are really easy to just go down the rabbit hole and then hours and hours have gone by. And so in addition to remembering your goals, I think another really important thing is to try to find some sort of structure in your life so that you have doing class as well as doing other healthy things like eating healthy and exercise and getting enough sleep, um, try to establish habits around those. So that it just becomes normal. You know, you get up at whatever time is good for you and then you eat a healthy breakfast because that's what you do every morning. Um, So it doesn't have to feel like, you know, I have all these hard things that I have to squeeze in during my day. It's just like, this is what I do. Um, And I think for lots of us, when we had classes, it was a lot easier because you were like, I have class at 10 Mm o'clock. So I will go to class at 10 o'clock. And now um, we've lost that. And so kind of recreating that schedule for yourself And then trying to find ways to just make that feel normal um, can be really helpful, especially when motivation is low.
0: Yeah, I definitely found that having a routine um, helps me a lot, whether that is like breaking down what classes I take a certain day or if I'm going to do a walk, at least that um, helps me motivate myself to get it done. So definitely a routine has been a positive impact on me. Um, but what motivates you in difficult situations?
2: Um, you know, I thought about that
1: question a little bit earlier today. And I think for me, especially after having kids, I've learned that difficult things end, right? Like life is a phase. It's a series of phases. Yeah. And so um, it's easy with us in the term system, right? You have a class that you don't really like that much, but it's going to be over in 10 weeks. Or, you know, at some point, this pandemic going to end. Um, we're going to be able to go, like, interact with people again. And so knowing, like, this is terrible right now, um, this is really hard or whatever, but it's going to be over. And um, we don't know necessarily when it's going to be over right now for the pandemic or for lots of hard things in life, but eventually they will be over. And so just remembering, like, it's not always going to be like this um, has been really Helpful for me, and you see that a lot with kids with little kids, right? Like they're doing something awfully frustrating, and then two weeks later, it's gone, and you didn't do anything, it just went away. Um, and that's it's kind of like a microcosm of life, and so, um, yeah, when I'm really struggling, you know, I reach out to people, social support is really, really important. Um, I find I have certain things that I like to do that relieve stress, so for me, I go for a run. Um, I work really hard on my sleep when things aren't going well because I know for myself, if I'm not getting enough sleep, um, the rest of life falls apart. And so like, I try to focus really hard on, um, eating healthy and making sure that I'm moving enough and getting good sleep. And, um, for me, I'm talking to people, even if it's over the screen or over a phone, it helps me feel less alone. Um, and then again, just remembering that it will be over like whatever hard crummy thing is going on right now like at some point it will be over and for me that's really helpful
0: I like that because it, it kind of shows how stuff is temporary and it's not mm-hmm. gonna last forever so yes it may be bad right now and maybe difficult but eventually we'll get over it with it and we'll move on to the next thing and it will all be good yeah. <laughs> it'll be normal again hopefully
1: yeah, and a lot of the that stuff that's really hard, when you look back, like, it helped you grow in some way. Um, even if it was super miserable while it was happening, you learned something from it. And so um, after, you know, going through lots of crummy things this last year, there are definitely things that I have learned and will be, I think, a better, more compassionate human being because of that. And, like, would I rather not have had the pandemic? Absolutely. But, you know, there's some good that will have come out of it. And so... I think that's true with a lot of the tough things that we face as people,
0: yeah, I agree. I agree that you know a lot of us go through different adversities, and that helps us at least for me it has helped me become a better person and it has um helped me learn a lot about myself that I didn't know before like I've learned yeah. that i'm a I'm a strong advocate I didn't know that I like to be so involved with like political isu- issues or injustices. That not only Absolutely. affect me but affect my community in general. So sure. I definitely yeah. agree that it's something that we're put through. We're put through because we're meant to learn something from it.
1: Absolutely. And like we wouldn't know how strong we were if we were never tested.
0: That's so true. Yeah. I love yeah. that.
1: I think um, that's really valuable, even if in the moment it feels like you wish it would just go
0: away. hmm I agree. Yeah. All right. So my last question for you is, what advice do you have for, um, Wu students here?
1: Um, I gosh, what advice do I have? Um, to stress out about little things less. Mm-hmm. Um, to worry less so worrying and being anxious are are just a part of life right now and you know for some people are just a part of life regardless of the pandemic but there's so many things that are out of our control that just kind of focusing on what you can do and focus on things that are in your control um i think is a lot more productive and helps people remember that you know remind themselves that there are good things are all then to take time and be happy and do things that you value in addition to um, all the things that you have to do so stress out less put less pressure on yourself and have more meaningful fun i think is the the best advice i have
0: yeah i feel like as students we we take a lot on our plates and we stress yeah. about everything like for example i stress about every single thing if i have to get it done and it's not the way I want it. Boom! I yeah. start stressing, and I'm like, "Why am I doing this to myself? All I have to do is take a deep breath and yep. just start all over again. Like yeah. it's not that bad." <laughs> but yeah,
1: a lot of the stuff we think really matters doesn't actually matter that much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have students that have said, like, "I I recorded this video eight times because every time I said something dumb. I'm like, don't worry." You know, we all say dumb things. <laughs> just, just record it and be done and, and move on with your life. And, you know, nothing is perfect. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, remember what's important in life. And don't worry about the stuff that's not to the extent that, that many of you guys do. Because you all, like you said, you have so much on your plate. And you all are working so hard. Some of you have multiple jobs and, you know, taking care of families and, Taking however many credits on top of um, just being a human being, and that's so much pressure to put on yourselves. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you can take a step back, remember that you're choosing all of these things, and like you can choose not to do them. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, very true.
2: Life is too short.
0: Life is yeah. too short. I feel like we have to be in the moment and live the moment. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me. I... Our next speaker is Selena Uribe Mesa. She grew up in Portland, Oregon, and attended Concordia University. Now she's living up to her dreams and enjoys being a service to others. She loves to be a motivational speaker and help others achieve their dreams. Here is what she has to share with us. All right, can you tell me a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah, Uh, I grew up here in Portland. I
0: went to Reynolds High School. Um,
2: I graduated as a varsity honors student and then I did my undergrad at Concordia University. Um, I had like six classes left, but they have closed now. So I was thinking of transferring to
0: PSU. And what are you doing your undergrad in?
2: I was doing my undergrad in biology pre PA concentration. Okay. Um, but now I'm I'm debating about changing it because that doesn't really feel like
0: it's in line with my purpose anymore. So what is your purpose?
2: Um so I I know my purpose is to help others love themselves more. And that is the result of my own personal experience throughout the last few years. Um, Something that I always live by is to be who you wish you had growing up. And I think if you live a purposeful life, it's a lot more fulfilling and happy. Um, And that's something that I discovered in the last few years.
0: Yeah, I really love that. Um, Can you tell me what are your goals for this year?
2: Yeah i think given that 2020 was um very unprecedented for 2021 i wanted to change it up a bit usually in the beginning of the year i'm very intentional and i like to set my goals in every area of my life um but i decided that in 2021 i kind of just want to do what makes me happy and kind of see where that goes i think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and then of course uh, society's pressure to to do a certain thing, and capitalism, and as well as the pressure that we get from our family to do certain things by a certain age. And this year, I really just want to like just go with the flow and see where it takes me.
0: Yeah, I resonate with that because I feel like a lot of us, when the uh, new year starts, we, you know, we set our resolutions, and a lot of those are lose weight um travel, save money, but I feel like a lot of those goals are more centered on what we want others to see and not what we want for ourselves. Um uh-huh. like instead of focusing on what we want to see um improve in our lives, we focus on what other people would think would be good. So, I like yeah. that you said those type of goals. Yeah, I like, I know like in
2: 2021 one of my goals was to uh pay off my debt and I didn't think that it was going to happen. I thought that it was going to happen until this year. And the moment where, like, I was completely debt-free, you would think that you're going to be, like, happy and excited. And for, like, a second, I was proud of myself. But then it was just like, okay, that doesn't really make a difference in my life. Like, sure, like, my credit score is better, um, and I don't have debt. But that doesn't really mean much outside of myself that you know that's just something that um is a result of growing up with the idea of capitalism,
0: yeah, absolutely. I know you mentioned that you value a lot living yourself, um so can you tell me a little bit more about what are your values and in what ways are you living out these values for sure oh my
2: God. I think. For me, my biggest value is knowing that I lived a purposeful life and knowing that um, I've made a difference. Um, another one of my values is to be of service of others. I think uh, this value was implemented as one of my core values. Because growing up, we were very poor, but somehow my dad always brought in people to our house and he would allow them to shower and give them clothing and we would give them a meal and i grew up with that that value of servitude to others and then when i went to concordia that was one of the main mission statements that we had giving back to the community mm-hmm. so i think as long as i know that i i'm following my purpose and i'm making a difference in other people's lives that's a very fulfilling life for me
0: yeah i mean as as latinos we you know our parents come united states without nothing and and they give so much and i feel like that really like fuels our lives and how we go about it because it has definitely like factored in into my life personally like i saw how they had nothing and yet i'm here you know wanting to give every single bit of myself out to my community and help make a difference so i definitely Um, I'm grateful for for all that we've gotten from our parents and I know that your parents did the same for you as well.
2: Yeah for sure I think it is definitely a value from our culture Um, because going when I started at Concordia it was interesting for me because I had to finally live with people that were not like me and um Concordia was not very diverse because it's a private school. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to see, um, like, my own cultural identity shift a bit because I had to deal with the simulation of of kind of molding to my environment and a lot of the people that go to Concordia are Caucasian and people of money and I was definitely not that. Um, so it's interesting.
0: How did you go around that? Like, how did you feel... Um welcome i guess or what did you do to feel more part of the concordia community
2: i actually was the founder of the latino club at concordia um it blew my mind when i first started there that there was not a latino club so my sophomore year i started it um and i was also sent to the Ushli conference in chicago which is the united states hispanic leadership institute i believe. Mm -hmm. and then um, the year after I was able to take some of my team members Um, but definitely um, one of my goals while I was there was to create a space and a community for the students on on site to feel like they have a place where they belong
0: yeah I really like that Um, so was there a moment in which you felt that you were going to give up Um, and if so how did you overcome this or was there an adversity that you faced in the past or
2: currently? Yeah. yeah um, my time in college was very difficult. Um, I thought when I graduated high school that I was set to life. I got $200,000 in scholarships to go to undergrad. So basically, my housing, my books, my tuition, everything was covered. Um, but when I was in college, I had five them numbers passed way back to back. And in the process of it, I also started to get sick myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely my sophomore year at Concordia, there was a day um, during my midterms where I just went home and I like, called my sister and I was like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm dropping out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I came back was actually a meaningful conversation that I had with my roommate at the time. She's also Mexican and she had the same scholarship as me. hmm um, and, and that's what made me come back, um, because if you can friends with other people at school, but when, when you're talking with somebody who comes from a similar background and similar values, um, you feel safe to be able to express your feelings and they understand you on a very deep level, that is very helpful.
0: Yeah, I have gone through similar things as well. I remember I took a summer term. Um, actually during quarantine, um, because I was like, oh, we're not doing anything. I might as well take some classes. And halfway through the term, I was like, I'm over it. I'm done. I don't care. I'm going to drop out right now. And I remember having a whole mental breakdown. And Myra, which is my sister, you know, she comes in and she's like, what's going on? And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to drop out. And she's like, no, you're not. You're halfway through. You've made it a whole year into your college career, and you're telling me that you're going to drop out right now. She And, you know, she just motivated me. She talked me through it because she is almost done with her um, time at her community college. So she actually graduates in winter term, and she did mm-hmm. not want to see me, you know, and my career there. So I definitely am thankful for her having, you know, the motivation and, and push me through it.
2: Yeah, definitely. I always thought that my experience within college was definitely something that was unique to me. But now, as I get older and I've talked to other people, um, particularly um, people that went to private school and Ivy League, Mm -hmm. they went through a lot as well because you're coming into a community that is nothing like you. You're first generation, so you really you don't have anybody that can understand what you're going through. Like, our parents have never been to school, so it's not like we can call them and ask them to proofread our essay or anything like that. And there's just so much pressure because we want to have our grades be perfect. And also, you know, I was always terrified of losing my scholarships and and the pressure of going into a medical career and knowing that it's very competitive. Like, all of this pressure on us all I can say is that you're not gonna be perfect and and just accept that when you mess up, um it's not the end of the world it, you know, like if you have to retake a class, it's not the end of the world. you're still gonna graduate if you halfway through you decide that the degree that you're getting is not something that you feel like fits you anymore that's okay um everybody's journey is very, very different, and I definitely thought that I was going to be the kind that goes and I graduate in four years and then I'm out and then I'll pick a gap year and I'll go to school and I'll be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then now looking back, it really is like every, everybody's path is very unique to them. And just accept that. Um, don't beat yourself up for it. Um, it's very channel- challenging and at the end of the day, your degree and your your achievements does not matter as much as your well-being and your mental health and your health.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so can you tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about what motivates you um, to continue going after your dreams?
2: Yeah, um, my motivation is just to live in my purpose. Um, once you finally figure out what you're meant to do in life, it's so exciting and it, it just feels so right that in the morning you're going to wake up and just, like, come out of bed and be excited because you're doing what is fun. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I want to emphasize. If you're wanting to be a doctor and you suck at science and you're doing it because, your family wants to have that pride of like, oh, well, my, my daughter became a doctor. Mm-hmm. Or if you're doing it because society always makes you feel like if you're a doctor and you or a lawyer, you've made it really far in life. Take a moment to really sit with yourself and ask yourself what you like to do, what you're good at, and what's going to make you happy. Um, because when you're, you're in a major that's really not encompassing your strengths and what makes you happy you're going to carry that on and and moving through life in a path that really wasn't meant for you.
0: Yeah. Um, Knowing that 2020 2020, um, was a very difficult year for a lot of people, um, what would be your advice to students to stay motivated through their time in college? I think the
2: biggest drawback of 2020 was the importance of taking time to yourself. Um, I know that quarantine was very hard for a lot of people, especially um, people's mental health. Um, Just being away from your family and being away from your friends and not having a sense of community. But I think there's a lot of value in being alone um, because that's where you're going to get the most clarity in your life. And you're going to be motivated because you finally know what way you're headed. I don't think that speed is as important as direction. Um, A lot of people think that, you know, you have to hit your goals and do it as fast as possible just so that you can get it over and done with. But I think those moments of of solitude and deep reflection are just as important because then you can really decide the vision for yourself and what direction you're going so that you know that you're going down the right path.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much uh, for meeting with me. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, And joining us on our podcast. I myself can relate to how hard it can be to stay motivated during college. This is my second year in college, and I still find it very hard for me to stay motivated, especially during midterms or finals week. I know that we're all going through so much in our lives, and it can be very difficult to stay motivated for all of our classes and everything we have to get done by the end of the week. At least for me, something that has helped me stay motivated is finding a schedule that works for me and take breaks in between. Take a breather, go for a walk, or even get a healthy snack. Then you can go back to studying or working on that essay you have been procrastinating on for so long. I know that in the end, you will ace that exam or essay and you're going to do great. Know that the Multicultural Student Union is here to help and support you. If you ever feel that you need someone to talk to or motivate you, we are here to help. Feel free to reach out to us via our email, Instagram, Facebook, or check out our link tree. Thank you to our guest speakers for making this podcast possible, and thank you for listening in to our podcast. As always, stay safe and go be a rock star. You got this.